we end up working with a lot of accountancy firms, investment managers, life insurance brokers. You'll come across them as a trainee in this area, and I come across them even more so now as an associate. For the most part, you know, they're also just really nice, but they're really good to get to know because a client could ask, what would a life insurance policy look like? And you can say, oh, let me just ring up this person I know from X firm, and he can give you a quote. I think Law Careers is a great one to sign up for. I mean, I'm slightly biased because I spoke at an event a couple of years ago, but there are people that I met at that event who then applied for Charles Russell, who then got on a vacation scheme and then got training contracts at Charles Russell. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. You're listening to the latest episode in our podcast series in which we speak to practicing lawyers about what it's like to work in their area of law. This episode is in collaboration with Charles Russell Speechleys and is all about private client work. You'll hear from Ori Hamilton as he runs through how he came to practice in this area, what his work as a private client solicitor involves, and the key issues facing private client work at the moment. Ori also offers advice to aspiring solicitors, including applying to Law Careers Net Live, where he was a guest speaker. We hope you enjoy this practice area profile. You can read the full write-up on Law Careers Net and find out more about training at Charles Russell Speechley's through the link in the podcast description. And don't forget that you can also tune into our regular podcast episodes, including our brand new commercial awareness series sponsored by the University of Law. Here's Ori. Hi, my name's Ori Hamilton. I'm an associate at Charles Russell Speechleys. I did an undergraduate degree in history, then did the non-law conversion route, so I did GDL. Then I did a year doing the LPC, two years training at Charles Russell, and then qualified into the tax, trusts, and succession team. I completed my training contract at Charles Russell Speechleys. So overall, the training contract here is really good. It allowed me to do a really diverse range of practice areas. I had my first seat in the corporate team. That is a corporate secondment to one of our major clients, private equity firm that specializes in emerging markets and renewable energy. Then after that, when I came back from secondment, I did my third seat in the tax, trust, and succession team. That's our way of describing just non-contentious private client. And then After that, I did corporate tax for my final seat and then qualified into tax and trust. I think the main highlight for me really is that the HR team and the the partners I worked with were all very receptive to where I wanted to develop myself. So what kind of work I wanted to do in each team, what kind of seats I was interested in doing. When I came into the firm, I was picking between corporate and more private client work and the fact that I got to then try both, basically doing a year of corporate work and a year of private client slash tax was for me perfect might be obvious but i didn't do any litigation that was also something that i had semi-requested i put a proposal forward that i wanted to do two tax seats which was a bit unusual and the firm were very accommodating of that so i did the trainee litigation program instead instead of doing an actual litigation seat and with the secondment that as well was something that i had been quite lucky that i suggested i wanted to do it i thought it'd be a nice way to continue on from doing corporate and again put a proposal forward and the firm were quite receptive to that. They didn't normally send second seat trainees onto comment, but again, because it made sense with what I'd done in corporate, I got to go do that. And that was an incredibly useful experience then going forward when I came back, just the things you learn onto comment, actually being with the client, you can feed back into your day-to-day work is just really useful. I came across Charles Russell speeches when I was looking at firms generally online. I'd been picking particularly firms that had 
both private client and corporate practices. And luckily for me, there aren't actually that many that do. Charles Russell was one that really stuck out, again, because of the diversity of practice areas and the fact that a lot of the corporate work that we do still has a private client focus. So a lot of the work is dealing with business owners and founders of businesses. And once they come out of a deal, then they just go straight to the private client team to get advice on their personal affairs. So just from doing my research, there was quite an obvious crossover there, which again, I thought was quite unique compared to other firms I, I looked at. My area of expertise is tax, trust, and succession. It's really difficult to explain exactly what we do in a nutshell, but just because it covers so many different areas and touches upon so many other, um, so many sectors. But I say broadly, private client work involves estate planning and asset protection and also tax advice. For us, in terms of my day-to-day, that looks like wills and capacity issues, but I actually find that a lot of the work we do is actually structuring work, whether that's setting up trusts and dealing with trust structures and when clients are looking at, say, moving between jurisdictions, what would we put in place to ensure that their assets, say, outside the UK are dealt with in a, in a tax-efficient manner and a way that allows succession objectives to be achieved? And part of that also is, say, dealing with family offices and what kind of vehicles clients might want to put in place that for when they're no longer around and their children kind of step up and be in charge of the family businesses. I also do a lot of work with trustees. In some cases, clients would prefer that their professionals who are dealing with their assets, particularly if the children are quite young. It's similar. A lot of the work for the trustees is focused on actually structuring what do the clients want to achieve with their children, how much control do they want their children to have going forward is always kind of a big point. The work can be really, really varied. And at each step there, there is tax advice. Sometimes clients aren't particularly concerned with the tax, but often it is a consideration. So it's really good being in a team where we can deal with both the tax portions and also just asset protection in general. I'd come into private client maybe with a few misconceptions. I had thought the work was a lot more wills and standard estate planning focused where actually there's a lot more of corporate structuring involved than people might think. And so you're often dealing with corporate entities, which meant that I actually found that tax and trusts had this really nice balance between advisory work on the tax side that I enjoyed, but also still dealing with corporate structures and being able to use some of the knowledge and experience I had from my corporate seat and my corporate common, dealing with clients' corporate interests. The actual process for us, we get to, say, within a few months of our fourth seat, and HR will send around a, a list saying what job in each department are available. And I found that the process actually was fairly stress-free, <laughs> as far as it can be. It's for all the teams, it's, it's just an interview with the partners and you submit an application. But because you've worked in that team, because you're familiar with the people in that team, it's not really an interview in the sense of a training contract inter- interview. It's more of just, just to confirm your interest in the team and what kinds. And I actually found that in mine, it was more question about what do I want to achieve kind of like longer term in the team? You know, what kind of areas do I want to specialize in? And what have I found most interesting during my time in the seat? So it was a really nice, actually, process, <laughs> which uh, I, th- I thought was surprising. I say the highlight of the career today is actually one that's still ongoing. I should say that with a lot of private client work, there isn't necessarily a fixed endpoint like there is with corporate transactions because corporate transaction and deal gets done, and then you can kind of maybe forget about it. Private client 
things are always needing to be done and matters can be going on for years. There's a particular matter that I've, I came on to when I qualified, where we're working with some trustees of a quite wealthy family trust. It's UK-based, predominantly UK-based. It's a, Without going into too much detail, it's a, a restructuring of the trust and a lot of the underlying investment companies that the trust hold. And that required quite a bit of tax advice, basically to say, well, what are the effects of doing all these transfers? What are the risks going forward? But also it involved a lot of input from our other teams. So our corporate team were involved, our family team have been involved because there are some matrimonial risks. And we've even had input from our employment team and corporate tax, just because with a restructuring exercise like this, and we've got the expertise to deal with it, it's really helpful to kind of have all these different teams providing their views. And from my perspective, as the kind of more junior person on the file, it's been nice for me to then synthesize all of that and get it in this paper, which we then put in front of the trustees. And at the start of last month, we had a meeting with them and they were really, really impressed by what we put together and basically said, yep, this all sounds good. Like we should go ahead. So finally, we're now in the stage where we can actually implement something that's been in the pipeline for actually, you know, coming up to a few years now, three or four years. And that's with a lot of effort from my team, but also the firm as a whole, which just for me really cements why it's been good to, to be in this particular position. best thing about my work day today is the variety of what comes through. Clients will have all sorts of queries and because we're an advisory practice, it means that we're always having to look at things with a fresh pair of eyes. And it's not just a question of kind of re-implementing what was done, say, last time. And the clients will often come to us with an idea of they'll, they'll have the goal in mind, but they won't necessarily know how to get there. So there's a lot of problem solving from us to find best solution and that often involves considering a few options weighing up different options seeing what the risks are and then communicating that to the client and giving them a recommendation and i find that that always involves a degree of research we end up having to collaborate in the team to see if other people to for some queries to see if other people have come across something similar it may involve us speaking with some of our intermediaries or law firms in other jurisdictions because quite often we come across issues that have a cross-border element so for instance, I've got a client that I work with quite a lot who's North America-based and 24-7 we're in touch both American and Canadian lawyers dealing with that client's affairs to make sure that we're all joined up. And again, it's just really nice because you find that you just learn so much new every day and you're always coming across new issues. Things aren't very stagnant and everything you learn from one matter, you then know is useful because it will at least help inform you with something else that might come up. The constant learning experience is, is definitely a highlight for me. I think for us, particularly in private client, what can be difficult is dealing with the billing process. Obviously, we do all this lovely work and, and at some point we'd like to get paid. So communicating to clients the work and how we've charged for our work is can be quite an involved process. I say for the most part, clients are actually very happy with the, the fees, that we, fees that we charge and, and the work we've produced. So it's fine. But as a, I finally look as a junior, you know, with less experience than the partners and everything. It's, it's always weird going through the work that you've done and trying to then explain why this has been good, why this is worth the time you've, you've charged for it. One of the bigger issues that is facing private client work, at least, is the 
global move towards more transparency. Some people might be aware, but you've got now registration requirements to register trusts, requirements to register overseas entities that hold UK property. There's increasing compliance obligations, increasing anti-money laundering obligations that firms have. So clients coming, uh, new clients who are coming to us, basically are faced with a lot of due diligence queries. And it's a, it's definitely a source of, or can be a source of frustration because yes, there are legitimate reasons for having all these CDD issues and going through the process. But at the same time, clients coming don't always, that process sometimes makes them feel like they are criminals or whatever, which is, isn't the case. It's just the obligation. It's a new thing that people aren't really used to. And it can cause a bit of delay with you know, just getting files open and being able to actually do the work for the client because you have to make sure that you've gone through that process before you're giving them any, any advice. I don't think it's enough to turn people off or for it to meaningfully affect you know, the amount of work that we get in. It's just something that we've got to work around, something that we've got to communicate with the clients quite openly. So the main strengths and skills that you need for private client work so the first one is to be proactive. I think the, especially as you're a trainee, it's really important to kind of take a bit of initiative and show the more senior people that you're working with that, you know, the files you're on are kind of under control, that you're thinking you're thinking about not just what's going to happen next, but kind of the, the steps that are coming along after that. And, you know, running your ideas by the senior people being like, oh, you know, this has come up. I think, you know, maybe this, maybe we should think about doing this or have we looked into this yet? I think that's really important because the senior lawyers can be so busy that they might not always have the chance to look at everything immediately. So if they know that you're kind of on top of things, they can, they can then start to trust you. And if you're someone they can trust in the team, that it's a real big benefit for you. And it means that, you know, given better work and, and be able to kind of lead files a bit more on your own. And that can happen even as a, even as a trainee. So yeah, definitely showing a bit of initiative, being proactive, I think is really, really important. Not just waiting to do something when the partner comes along and says, oh, Ori, please, please do this. I'd say the other one is to think about building up your network early. That, I think that's a really important one. In private client, you'll often be working with not just lawyers in your own team, but lawyers across the firm. So again, I work a lot with the guys in corporate um, on my day-to-day, -day, and it's been really useful kind of keeping up you know, my relationships and everything with people in that team, because if corporate queries come through that I don't know, I can't deal with, then I can send an email or give a quick ring to someone in that team. And again, that's a bit of value add that client or say the partner on the file really appreciates because, you know, the partners can be quite involved in all of the detail on more technical sides. But if you're just able to kind of help with a few queries here and there by speaking to the relevant people like that, that can be, again, a really big value add at a point when you don't necessarily know enough about the tax to advise on that. And that goes both, that's internal network and also external. Again, we end up working with a lot of accountancy firms, investment managers, life insurance brokers. You'll come across them as a trainee in this area. And I come across them even more so now as an associate. For the most part, you know, they're also just really nice, but they're really good to get to know because a client could ask if what would a life insurance policy look like? And you can say, oh, let me just ring up this person I know from X firm and he can give you a quote. And again, like it's just making the client's life very easy by having those connections. I think is, I think it's really, really important to kind of have that in mind at an, at an early stage. I would say there's not an expectation that, you know, that will necessarily bring in loads of work by doing that. But again, it's just making things a bit easier. And I say the third one is just general organization, particularly now, 
you know, you have emails flying around, you can get hundreds of emails through in a day. And particularly in private client, the partners are very present with the clients that they're in, you know, they're on all the, all the emails, they're often speaking with the clients directly. Again, as a, as a trainee, particularly just being in the background and kind of knowing what different work streams are going on with whatever file you're working on and, you know, giving regular updates to people, you know, making sure that there are things in the calendars at the appropriate time. Again, just generally being on top of the matter is, is, is really important. And again, just, just means that if you get a random call from a partner saying, oh, you know, let's have a chat about this, you're like, okay, I know what I know what's going on because I've thought about it and I know what we should be doing at you know, this stage and that stage. In terms of advice at university level, I'd say there's a lot you can do to start thinking about these things early. I think the main one is just try and speak to as many lawyers in the practice area that you're interested in and also in other practice areas as, uh, as many as you can because the more you speak with lawyers and understand what their practice area involves and kind of their journey and their experiences and how they got into it, that kind of then can help you shape your own experience and journey too. And things like law fairs are really useful for that. I found universities generally have, at least we did at UCL, we had both a law society, but also like a law society for non-law for non-law students. So if, if your university has something like that, recommend looking into that too. I think law careers is a great one to sign up for. I mean, I'm slightly biased because I spoke at an event a couple of years ago, but there are people that I met at that event who then applied for Charles Russell, who then got, who then came on the vacation scheme and then got training contracts at Charles Russell through buying for one of the um, law careers events in London. So I think there's a, there's a lot you can be doing as a student, but also at the same time, it, it's it's worth not overstretching yourself and just going to everything, at least I think, because you do want to at least have an idea or at least be able to justify why you're going to, why you're speaking to the guys at Charles Russell at the law fair or whatever. Like, are you interested in that firm or is it just, you just want to speak to kind of everyone kind of thing? There's a balance to be achieved, but I would generally lean towards trying to speak to speak to um, people who are in the, in the profession if you can. One thing I wish I would have known for starting my training contract would have been that there are things that will happen that are just entirely outside of your control and that's completely fine and it happens to everyone, it happens to the, you know, it's happened to the guys who are at the top of the firm and that there can be some quite difficult situations that happen. And, and again, it's just, it's just something you, you don't have much control over. It's about, I guess, regulating or thinking about, well, how do you respond to that? And then knowing how to do that kind of going forward. I know due to a miscommunication that happened um, during one of my seats, a client completely, you know, basically thought that we'd messed up on something, which wasn't the case, but, you know, the client was a bit annoyed. Essentially, when something like something difficult like that comes through, you could just sit on it and ignore it because so you don't want to deal with it. But it's always better to try and deal with something like that when you can and think about, you know, try and see things from their perspective and reflect internally as to whether actually there was anything that we could have done differently, we do differently going forward. I think just having a bit of a bit of a grasp on that can be really, really useful. And, and particularly in early stage can stop you panicking too much if something does go wrong. Because yeah, I think the worst thing you could do is if a client's really panicked about something is to then just mirror that and also panic because then you've just got two people who don't really know what they're doing and just really panic <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, so it's something that, I'm, that I've worked on quite a bit as a, as a trainee and basically a calming approach in, in, a, in a nutshell.